Welcome to the Money Pilot Financial Advisor Podcast, where you team up with Money Pilot founder, former Army helicopter pilot, and your host, Katie Cannon, to put your money where your heart is. Together, we'll tackle issues big and small so you can take charge and land your financial life. Welcome back. Well, another tax season is upon us. Excited, right? Even if this isn't your favorite time of year, being well-prepared can help keep you out of trouble and make filing as painless as possible. Today, we'll cover what information and documents you need to collect, how to file, including whether to do it yourself or hire a professional, and resources and tips for success whichever path you choose. Step one, get organized. Get a folder, a large envelope, or even a basket to corral hard copy documents as they come in and a folder on your computer for electronic documents you collect. Starting with the obvious, if it comes in the mail with important tax documents on the envelope, put it in your 2020 tax folder. But not everything will be so obvious. I recommend you open any mail you get, other than the really obvious junk mail, from at least mid-January through March so you don't accidentally miss something. You can expect documents from your employer, businesses you did work for as a contractor, former employer pensions, banks, investment accounts, your mortgage company, schools you paid tuition to, to name a few. More and more organizations are transitioning to electronic delivery. You may need to log on to your accounts at these places and download the documents yourself. When in doubt, double check. Not everything will come to you. In some instances, you will have to collect and organize information yourself, especially receipts. Remember, for 2020, you can get a $300 federal tax deduction for charitable contributions, even if you don't itemize, which is almost everyone. But you need to get receipts from the charity. If you're a landlord, you'll need to organize all the rental receipts for expenses like repairs, improvements, insurance, mortgage interest, and so on, as well as rent collected. If you're self-employed, you'll need to have income records, including 1099s for contract work, records and receipts for expenses. Parents and caregivers paying for child or dependent care may be eligible for a tax credit and will need receipts for that as well. It's expected that 90% of taxpayers will take the standard deduction this year, which is $12,400 for single taxpayers, $18,650 for heads of household, and $24,800 for married filing jointly. If you think you might be part of the 10% this year, you should gather receipts for itemized expenses so you can compare that to the standard deduction. Then choose whichever is the higher deduction. A higher deduction means lower taxes. 
Here's some reasons many people don't do better itemizing. First, medical and dental expenses that aren't covered by insurance are deductible, but only the expenses that exceed 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. 7.5% of your income is a pretty high bar, and only expenses more than that count. But 2020 was no ordinary year. If you or your family were a victim of COVID and had the double whammy of lost income and high medical expenses not covered by insurance, you may exceed that 7.5% threshold. If you were a victim of some of the wildfires, floods, hurricanes, or other natural disasters, you can itemize those losses if they occurred in a federally declared disaster area. But like medical expenses, though, the amount you can deduct is limited. Start with your loss. Subtract any insurance received. Subtract another 10% of your income. And then subtract $100. And that's your itemized deduction for your loss. Again, this is a high bar. But if you suffered large losses from one of 2020's disasters that weren't covered by insurance especially if your income was lower this year, it might be worth itemizing. Another reason people may have been choosing the standard deduction now is that itemized deductions for state, local, and property taxes are limited to $10,000. If you live in a high-cost area, you can easily have those taxes come in above that, but only the first $10,000 can be counted when itemizing. Home mortgage interest and charitable gifts can still be itemized. If you have larger mortgage balances, you'll be paying more interest. But with interest rates near record lows, many of you are refinancing and paying less interest than before, so your itemized deductions may be lower. So a quick recap. If you have good health and property insurance, did not suffer very large losses, have a smaller mortgage and or very low interest rate, you will most likely benefit by taking the standard deduction, which is simple. If you think it might pay to itemize, collect all the receipts and compare. Okay, we've talked about collecting tax documents. You'll also need a copy of your 2019 tax return and social security numbers and birth dates for you, your spouse and dependents. How do I know if I need to file? The IRS has a great tool called the Interactive Tax Assistant to get answers to many questions based on your individual circumstances. It will walk you through a series of questions and give you specific feedback. You can work through, do I need to file a tax return? Who can I claim as a dependent? Questions on what income is taxable, what you can deduct, and many others. It's an easy-to-use and authoritative source. Again, that's the IRS Interactive Tax Assistant, and I'll put a link in the show notes. For active duty Guard and Reserve military, survivors, and veterans who left service in the last 365 days, check out Military One Source's MILTAX. This should be your first stop. They have information on how to get organized, 
locations and phone numbers where you can get help with your taxes, even from overseas, and excellent free tax preparation software available online if you're a do-it-yourselfer. Again, that's free help in person, online, and by phone worldwide, and free tax preparation software and filing. Check it out. I'll put a link to Military One Source Mill Tax in the show notes. A great resource for our non-military is the IRS's Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, VITA, and Tax Counseling for the Elderly programs. They offer free basic tax return preparation if you qualify. VITA has operated for over 50 years with trained and dedicated volunteers. They prepare tax returns free for people who generally make less than $57,000 or less, persons with disabilities, and also limited English-speaking taxpayers. And I'll put a link to their site where you can locate the nearest program in the show notes as well. Another great resource for free tax filing is the IRS Free File. The IRS has partnered with name brand online tax preparation companies to provide completely free filing of federal income taxes and in some cases state income taxes if your adjusted gross income or AGI is $72,000 or less. You can get more information about how this program works and choose from different providers on the IRS website. And again, I'll put that link in the show notes. If you don't qualify for any of these programs, but would like to do your taxes yourself, there's a number of tax preparation programs online with different levels of support and prices, like TurboTax, TaxSlayer, or H&R Block, to name a few. If your taxes are pretty simple, for example, all your income is reported to you on IRS forms like W-2 or Form 1099s for interest, dividends, or proceeds from the sale of investments, doing your taxes yourself is probably pretty doable if you're interested. Costs vary depending on how complicated your taxes are, with most coming in under $130 to file your federal and state taxes. However, if this is your first time filing with rental property income, you sold a property, if you own a small business, might be consider itemizing your taxes, or have had a big life event in 2020, you might want to make sure you do some extra research, or you can hire someone to help with your taxes. Most of the tax preparation services I've already mentioned prompt you with a series of questions to guide you through the process. This may be fine if you're interested in being a do-it-yourselfer. If you find it too confusing, simply don't want to put in the time to do it yourself, or just want some extra help, now may be a good time to hire someone to do your taxes. What's that going to cost? Again, it depends a lot on how complicated your taxes are, and where you're located. Nationwide, the average cost is about $150 to $450. Anyone can be a paid tax preparer as long as they have an IRS preparer tax identification number. However, tax return preparers have different levels of skill 
education and expertise. Enrolled agents and certified public accountants or CPAs have specialized training and expertise and can represent you before the IRS if that were to be necessary. When you're looking for a tax preparer, be sure to ask for an estimate of the cost. But be aware that if your taxes are more complicated than expected or require extra forms to be filed, the cost could be higher than expected. And the preparer may not be able to determine the complexity until they get well into preparing your taxes. Also, know that tax season is crazy busy for tax preparers. If you go to a certified public accountant or enrolled agent, you can expect they will literally be working seven very long days every week. To get the best service, contact them early and have all the documents they will need together and organized. Most typically, prepare returns first come with all the documents complete, first served, and may take two to three weeks to get yours in the queue. If you wait too long, they can file an extension for you, but they might not be able to complete your return before the filing deadline. Okay, so the IRS will begin accepting and processing 2020 tax returns on February 12th, and the tax filing deadline is April 15th. If you can't file by the 15th, you should request an automatic six-month extension of time to file your return. You must file the extension request and pay any tax due before April 15th to avoid a late penalty. Remember, an extension of time to file is not the same as an extension to pay. You must pay your taxes before the 15th, whether you file on time or request an extension. Special rules may apply if you served or are serving in the military in a combat zone or are hospitalized by an injury you received while serving in a combat zone. You and your family generally have at least 180 days after you leave the combat zone to file and pay taxes. Again, Military One Source Mill Tax is a great resource. All right, to wrap things up, get organized. Collect all the tax forms, especially W-2s and 1099s, receipts for expenses and charitable donations, as well as income and expense records from self-employment and rental property. You can file beginning February 12th and must file a return or an extension and pay the tax by April 15th. For free help with tax filing, check out Military One Source's MILTAX, the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program, or the IRS Free File. Paid do-it-yourself electronic tax preparation software is also a good option. If you think you need more help or just want someone else to do it for you, you can hire a tax professional, like a CPA or enrolled agent. Just be sure you contact them early and have all your documents ready to go. Then get out there and have a great tax prep season. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Like to find out more? Visit us at moneypilotadvisor.com. Let's team up and land your financial life.